Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Thanks so much for joining me again today on our chapter day journey. We are in Genesis 29, and it was verse 25 that resonated with me this morning. It says, when morning came, there was Leah. So Jacob said to his uncle Laban, what is this you have done to me? I served you for Rachel, didn't I? Why have you deceived me? Today's podcast is entitled, Chip Off the Old Block. Lately, I've been posting old family photos on social media in a series I've dubbed From the Shoebox, and I've had a number of comments from old friends telling me how much I look like my father. It's become more and more common to hear that the older I get, and I'm fine with being a chip off the old block when it comes to my dad. In yesterday's post, I began the discussion of the way that very different family systems can create chaos when they're merged together in marriage. And I want to take that conversation another step deeper today because of the events in today's chapter. Jacob is sent to live in exile because he and his mother conspired to deceive Jacob's father into giving Jacob the blessing which in the culture of the day made him the heir apparent to the family and its fortunes, instead of Jacob's twin brother Esau, to whom it rightfully belonged. Now, believing that Esau would kill Jacob out of vengeance, he is sent into exile to live with his mother's family. And it's important to remember that it's his mother's family with whom he is living. Now, Jacob, whose name means deceiver, was a mama's boy from the beginning. She was the parent who had the greatest influence on him. It was his mother who prompted the conspiracy to steal Esau's blessing and ensure that Jacob would run the family and inherit the family fortunes. Now, upon arriving at his uncle Laban's settlement, there are two important things that happen. The first is subtle. The second is blatant. Uncle Laban initially greets Jacob by saying, You are my flesh and blood. And in ancient cultures of that area, they would use greetings like this as a way of saying, hey, you are being brought into the family. You are one of us. And you will be treated as a family member. But then, just a few verses later, Laban strikes a contractual deal with Jacob to work for seven years as the bride price for his daughter, Rachel. So the gracious, hey, your family switches to, no, you're just a contract worker. It is a bait and switch that Jacob, in his infatuation with Rachel, does not question. Seven years later, the wedding night arrives. The family feasts, but instead of sending Rachel into Jacob's tent, as agreed, Laban sends her older sister Leah. Now, we're not told how it was that Jacob did not (laughs) notice this, But he wakes up the next morning to a big surprise. And Laban tells Jacob, oh, well, it's just the custom to marry off the older sister first. And he offers then Rachel is a uh, bogo kind of in exchange for another seven years of labor. So think about this. Rebecca sends Jacob into his father's tent to pretend to be Esau. Rebecca's brother Laban sends Leah into Jacob's tent pretending to be Rachel. The deceiver is deceived. What comes around goes around. Guess where your mother learned it, Jacob? 
Welcome to the family. Sometimes being a chip off the old block has less to do with looks and more to do with how we think, how we behave, how we act and react and interact within a family system. We spend years unconsciously playing a role within one family system, learning how to relate and interact within the family system, and then suddenly we find ourselves living in another family system. Well, we don't just wipe the slate clean and get a do-over. We bring all the mess of one system and merge it with a completely different one. Now, merging flesh is quite easy. Do I got a witness on that? Yeah, that's the easy part. It's quite another thing to merge souls and habits and traditions and systemic thinking that I'm often unaware I'm even thinking. I've learned along this life journey that successfully making that merging work requires two individuals who are willing to be introspective and honest and gracious and forgiving and patient and persevering. Thank you, Wendy. Have a great day, my friend. We'll see you back here tomorrow.